0: Hey everyone, hey and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is your host Tom Cree. thank you so much for joining me. Uh, you know, we're digging into the long lineage of Metallica songs. Some some people call us cra- crazy for doing this, you know, so, so in-depth. And I, I appreciate that, and on a song like today I'm like, yeah, maybe you're right, we just did Creeping Death. Now we're doing Cure. Um, it's not one of my favourites, but I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it, we'll debate I know for a lot of people it, it, it's a big deal, this song. And just before I get into the guest, um, follow us please on all the social platforms at Metallica uh, MetallicaPod at gmail.com if you want to get in touch, if you want to be on the show. Um, you know, Late in the Alphabet now is available, really, your eyes, your J's get in touch. If you want to do one of those songs, I'll let you know if it's available, be a guest. Um, Patreon as well, on the Patreon, all the stuff that I do goes on there first, forward slash AlphaBetallica if you want to support the show. Um, you know, I, I don't know, I need to do something special, I suppose, with, uh, you know, what we raise and put something towards the fans, so, let you know, remind me, what, what what do I need to put there and uh yeah that's it really you know Uh, obviously uh, leave us a review on itunes as well that's greatly appreciated but um i had him back um in the day really on alpha vitalica for an astronomy episode i think it was like episode nine or something you know and we're a little bit later uh but you know it's great to have him back now um for cure brady how's it going man doing well tom yeah it has been a while hasn't it Mm, mm, mm. and a lot has passed in metallica years you know to a certain extent it's been a very busy they're on tour so lots of kind of new stuff is happening and just recently um they played spit out the bone for the first time and it brought a tear to this dear brit's eye that it was on london soil to be honest with you <laughs> it was an honor uh, but uh seeing them do spit out the bone obviously i wasn't there myself but i've seen i've seen the videos you have like it was it, it, very special
1: yeah it was and i actually remember from the uh Astronomy episode. We, um, that was actually, I think the week before I I was going to go see them down in Dallas. Mm. And Mm. you, you were kind of saying like maybe they might play it in Dallas since it's a bigger city. And I kind of said, well, I think they're going to probably bust it out in Europe because the European audiences are much more just, they're much more in a metal, it's a much more metal atmosphere in at the European venue, I think. Mm -hmm. And
0: sure enough, they played it in your neck of the woods, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, yeah part of a you know just recent london day at the time of us filming this is just before i see them um and then you know before that on the 28th so tomorrow for us is manchester um and then they begin a tour you know of of portugal of spain of belgium like you know they they're, they're traveling the whole gamut really you know it's very very cool uh to see them debut it there but um I remember on the episode as well, um, obviously check out that episode as well, please, if you're a Blue Oyster Cult fan, as well as if you're uh, a Vitalik fan. It was was a really good chat. You said, and it shocked me then and it shocks me now, uh, Load is your favourite album.
1: Yeah man like listen I, I understand it I understand that some probably most 99% of the listeners are just going to say that I'm an idiot that right. Load is not their best album. I think I think you know in time it's it's got it's garnered a little bit more respect and mm. more respect that I think that it deserves. Mm. More so than than Reload and certainly more so than Saint Anger. I think a lot of people understand the maturity on the album uh, mm. a lot especially in the the lyricism that uh, James really kind of came into his own especially like on this song, Uh, it's, it's interesting. I mean, Cure is kind of a, it's a deep, deep cut. It's a throwaway song. I get that. But um, James has this ability to really make every song interesting, no matter how weak the song might be just because of how well of a songwriter he is Mm -hmm. lyrically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And, in terms of guitar work as well. Like I, the, the, to me personally, there's a few flaws um, with cure, but one of them, one of the things I can't fault it on the power of that main riff. I think in a parallel universe, a, a genius rock song had been built around that main riff, but instead, I don't know. It's a little tepid for me, a little chuggy.
1: Yeah. I mean, you could tell that this, this song and other songs on the load and reload albums, like bad seed, you could, hmm. you could probably tell that this, this just came from a jam. Like the guys were just in the studio together. Lars was playing that little, you know, kind of laid back beat, sure. and then James just starts chugging away on that riff, and they just ended up building a song around it. And I mean, they even kind of mentioned it on some kind of monster for like a quick throw a throwaway line when James says, "I think that we've proven that we can whip any song into yeah. whip anything into a good good enough song." And we proved that on Load and Reload, and he kind of chuckles. Yeah. And I think Cure is a perfect example of that. This this probably just kind of came about as a a
0: jam between the guys and they just built a song around it mm, mm. and it it does have a sort of affected i don't, I don't know I, I like the main riff of course but just the rest of the dressing even the even the lyrics the the double voices i, I don't know there's something quite pedestrian i suppose about it
1: yeah, I know what you mean. I, I was actually going to say, I, I like the double voice right. uh, when James does it. Um, yeah. he does it. He does it He does on Dream No More on Hardwired. Yeah. I'm trying to think if he's done it on other songs. I can't I can't mm. think of them. Right. No. Maybe on Poor Twisted Me. Right. It's de- It'd definitely be all over Load or Reload. Mm. Uh, but I, I just really like it when he kind of talks. He kind of just reads the lyrics in a low voice, and then he sings over them. I think it just sounds really kind of evil. <laughs>
0: mm, mm. Yeah, it- <laughs> Yeah, it does have a prowl to it. I, I'll definitely give you that. Um, and that sort of that patented James Hetfield sort of enigmatic power. The man takes another bullet. He keeps them all within.
1: Is, yeah. yeah, it's, it's um, you know, just reading the lyrics, and I've got the lyrics right in front of me, just reading them. It, and I, I don't mean to sound like mean about this, but right. when James was struggling with his alcoholism, he wrote some really interesting lyrics, and he, he just like I said, he has this way of writing a song um, lyrically that can be interpreted in in so many different ways. I, I mean, people, I don't, the Metal Up Your Podcast guys, what song were they talking about? It was on
0: shout out to think, and Ethan every time.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah, I think I think it was the Cunning Stunts episode where they where they said that um what load song, and they said that it was about cocaine oh or something yeah and what did they say? yeah yeah know what saying. it wasn't it wasn't master of puppets mm-hmm. because james has said that he wrote he wrote that song about what cocaine does to people even though he's never really done cocaine mm-hmm. but it's that it's that same ability that he has It. he's able to write about things that can be interpreted as uh, it was fuel actually it was fuel it was yeah because he sort of stabs his arm yeah.
0: doesn't he they said yeah
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah um because i've always interpreted those lyrics as you know, fuel being booze, just alcohol. You mm. know, when he's ready to back in back in the nineties when he was just pretty much drunk at every show. It's like, all right, it's time to go on stage, time to drink. So high octane. Exactly. And mm. it cures kind of the same way. It this is I think this is just more of him understanding that he had a struggle with alcoholism and it's him trying to cope with it. And I I think I think he actually tried to go to rehab during the load like right before the load tour. It was right around the time that his dad died. Right. And I think this is just him trying to cope with it in in a way.
0: Yeah, you can never fault his vocal performances. Um, definitely not. And I think when he's sort of doing his stuff over the main riff, which I don't know, kind of reminded me a little bit of Audio Slave for some reason. I don't know why I was thinking of that band, but it kind of has that sort of crunch. That sort of you know Metallica in this era, they for as good as they sounded for me, they never felt satisfyingly, compellingly heavy yeah
1: I think a lot of that has to do with just the amount of content that they were putting out because mm. obviously on the on the um, on the eight on the in the 80s and on the black album there's there's less songs on the album so there's more time to put a lot more effort into one song rather than just let's just put out like a jam riff and then write a verse and then a chorus and then some lyrics and then throw that out there for an extra song on the album just more content it just really kind of comes down to do you want a metallica album with eight great songs or do you want a metallica album a double metallica album with you know 20 songs and
0: some hit or misses Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i mean i personally i think somewhere where the song does hit i don't know about you the sort of the main chorus it's got quite a sort of i don't know mathy sort of rhythm it's got a very counter rhythm to it under james's singing
1: yeah it's um it's a nice little change up in the song just because, you know, it goes through that same, you know, intro verse and then the pre-chorus. It goes through that twice. So on first listen, you think that's probably just the meat of the entire song. Mm. And then that change up for the chorus actually comes in. And it's just a I like Kirk's little lead um, lead riff over the or lead little lick over uh, over James's voice. Mm. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a nice little change up. I mean, yes, it's true. Load is my favorite album, but I'm Completely self-aware that it's not their best album. It's <laughs> right, just it right. just has a, it just has a special place in my heart.
0: Sure, sure, sure. And I mean, again, not to denigrate your favorite album, then, but I mean, I've got it. I've got to be a miser for Kirk yet again. I think I just I don't like his his Load era work. To be honest with you, that's why Load wouldn't be my favorite album because Kirk's not very good on it.
1: Yeah, just like just like the album. It's hit or miss with Kirk. I, I, um, I th- it was a few months ago where you tweeted out like, "What was, what are your top five Kirk solos?" Mm. And my second favorite Kirk solo is "Bleeding Me." I think that's one of his Fine. best composed solos. It's just there's a lot of feeling in it. Mm. it. It really works well with the song. It really sounds like a, a solo that he, like the Unforgiven, that he put a lot of time and effort on. Instead mm. of just you know him sitting on a couch and Lars looking at him and say, "Play that again," or "Do this," or "Do that," you know, where he's just trying to basically being coached into a solo
0: yeah yeah that is uh that is weird to watch but when he's inspired i think um is his best moments and i don't know <clears throat> so so that would be your bleeding me to you is better than the creeping death main solo and the closing fate of black solo again it's
1: just it's a matter yeah. of opinion man yeah. no, <laughs> i no, completely
0: I understand it, it, and
1: you know that's i think i may have said it on the uh on the astronomy episode but this is what i really love about metallica you know when I'm in a when I'm in a pissed off mood, I'll throw on Creeping Death or I'll throw on Damaging. But if I'm you know driving in my car and I just kind of want to bob my head and kind of sing along to something kind of groovy, I'll put on Load or Reload and that, that's what I like about them. It's not like and I love Slayer, but it's not like Slayer where it doesn't matter if it's an album that came out in the '80s or if it's an album that came out four years ago it all sounds the same
0: (laughs) yeah 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 there's very there's very little progression that i can hear either and then you know at the end of the song it kind of um you know branches goes back down i think this is the only metallica song with slap bass
1: slap yeah didn't he do it on um i thought he did it on devil's dance as well okay or jason did i i think but I mean you can you can really tell because the bass is like abnormally loud on this song it's like it it's just kind of crawling in the background, but you can really hear it in the foreground in a lot of parts.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah it's uh it's not I mean it's slap bass, but I guess it's not slap bass. it's not the strings are proper slap in the fretboard and it's not kind of jazzy like it's it's still kind of heavy and it, it's just an interesting sort of sound that Jason does there. and as always with this show. I want to refer to our peers, in that sense, to people who write the books about Metallica that I always refer to. Enter Night, for example, uh, by Mick Wall. I highly urge people to read this. It's fucking brilliant uh, Metallica biography. But also just tell him that has mini reviews of the songs as he goes along. And he says of Cure, quote, drug addiction as metaphor for moral sickness. I mean, does this ring true to you?
1: I mean, certainly. It's um, everybody, I mean... Everybody's looking for a cure. Everybody's looking for something to basically fix a problem they they kind of perceive in their own lives, whether it be internal or external. And, um, you know, J- it, James kind of has a pessimistic view in the song where, you know, it just kind of keeps going and it keeps going. And it's uh, this person or it's that person. And, you know, he he obviously kind of struggled with, you know, his faith, you know, going back to his... You know, childhood with his mom and dad and then in his early adulthood and i think now he's more at peace with who he is and what he believes in but on the song you know he says i do believe and i do believe yeah i do believe and it's just people either look through for a cure through alcohol through drugs through somebody else or even mm-hmm. through faith
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah th- it's kind of quite haunting, the insistence on this kind of way out that it's kind of impossible. And James still has kind of nice turn, subtle turns of phrases, betting on the cure. It must get better than this. Kind of hooking on that bet sound uh, gives it this sort of, um, I don't know, monotony in the best possible way. And, you know, again, him singing, I do believe, and towards the end getting really, I do believe, you know, really getting quite vocal with it.
1: Oh yeah, um, I mean it, it's it's a really good James vocals mm. vocal performance, um, kind kind of hammy in some some spots, um, but I mean that's that's kind of why everybody loves James. He's uh, able to uh, he's able to kind of step out of his comfort zone in, in spots in certain songs, and he can make it work. Um, but yeah, like the the lyrics, him singing, just the the, the subject matter, it, it kind of it's kind of a theme of load because the songs. If if you just listen to the song, you know on the radio, it sounds like a you know a catchy hard rock radio song. But if you really look into the lyrics, especially like until it sleeps, if you really look into the lyrics, it's like the poppy radio catchiness of the music is like juxtaposed by James's really dark lyricism right. on this album, and that's that's something that I really respect about Load and and some parts of Reload. Reload's a little too yeah. odd for me in spots, but like th- songs like Fuel and Fixer. Um, Unforgiven, too. All, there's some dark stuff there. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Um, again, just to quote another book uh, Into the Black, this is volume two of uh, a two history of Metallica by Paul Brannigan and Ian Winwood. Um, shout out to Paul as well, had him on the show early on as well. But they had a little review of Cure. I don't know what you think of this, Brady. Quote The plodding cure is equally uninspired. The promise offered by a menacing spoken word intro dissipating quickly in a quagmire of lyrical cliches and directionless chugging.
1: I mean yeah I certainly understand where that's coming right. from again <laughs> Cure is not Cure is not one of my I mean, favorite songs off this mm. album I, it's a it's a song that's like it's a song that's fun to play like when I yeah. when I plug in and I I've, I've got a buddy that plays drums and every once in a while we'll go and jam on some Metallica tunes. Mm. and you know once we get kind of tired of playing creeping death or master of puppets you know it's kind of cool he'll just start playing a backbeat some random backbeat and I'll start playing the intro to the cure riff and mm. it's just kind of like a we both just look at each other and kind of S- s- smile at each other it's like oh <laughs> yeah. we're, we're busting
0: out cure <laughs> you're so right though I, I i don't do it so much anymore but yeah i used to have a friend ryan who i've had on the show we did battery and, and we used to always jam as well with him on drums and there were just songs you play as friends wouldn't there That sort of just you know you both know this i remember we know loads of trivium together which kind of ages us but um it was uh, <laughs> it was a good do- iron maiden as well it was always fun to learn and and obviously metallica i i struggle with creeping death playing that riff like you got to get the down pick really hard Oh yeah, uh, I don't,
1: I don't, I really don't understand how James can play that riff yeah. and sing over it because it's not, it's not in the same time. It's really kind of off pattern how the vo- the vocal line and the delivery going along with the riff. I can play the riff fine, but if I have to try to si- sing at sing with it, it's uh, uh well, first of all, I can't sing, and you could right. probably tell just by hearing my voice, but. Um, even attempting to sing you know like uh what kirk used to say uh, attempted vocals when he would say oh kirk hammett lead guitar attempted vocals mm-hmm. um yeah it's it's pretty impossible i don't know how james does it
0: no no it, it, and even in cure as well like the the sort of chorus riff is very kind of against his own rhythm like you know he does show off obviously sad but true verse riff sort of a major example as well as playing i think there's that i always quote this but lars saying like daring people to play it like because it is just really difficult to play and sing um and you know in spite of all this opinion uh that the song has garnered you know everyone has listened obviously it's a fucking metallic song everyone's heard it it's never been played live no i don't even
1: know if it's been jammed
0: like i because i know it's Ronnie's been jammed, been jammed.
1: Yeah. it has yeah, I, it's a song that's definitely probably not going to ever be played live, but <laughs> you, you know, like I, it never fails. Um, James even said it at the show in Dallas. You know, he's like, Are "You guys ready for some old shit?" Mm. And then I looked at my buddy Matt, the guy that, that plays drums um, plays drums with me. I just looked at Matt and said, "That could mean load." You know, that's, this album's <laughs> over twenty years old.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah never you want to hear any medium you know it's always kind of old is kind of you know pre-classic but um maybe in a maybe they'll do you know how they used to play they play the black album like what, what if they did load for some reason people would love
1: it oh people people would love it um i mean i certainly would mm. it, it'd it be fun yeah. i mean i think people would under would just kind of understand that it's just something different metallica yeah. loves to do different things um Yeah, I mean, because there's there are some great songs that are from this era that Metallica just just because their catalog is so huge Mm. and so deep that they just really can't they don't have time to play it. Like they'll throw out Fuel or Memory Remains to kind of just say, okay, we played songs from that era. But um, yeah, I mean, I was I was extremely happy down in Dallas for um, a few months ago when they played because they played Memory Remains and. I can't tell you what 60,000, 70,000 people singing
0: the na 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 part is like. It's just, it was amazing. (laughs) Yeah, man. I'm seeing them live for the first time very soon. So that is going to be majorly, majorly exciting. I I don't care. I agree. Like, this album, if seen live, as hopefully I'll see a bit of it live, like, you know, everyone knows these songs and it's quite a treat to, you know, maybe not hear Nothing Else Matters and, I don't know, hear something else, hear Wasting My Hate or whatever, you know, hear something from this. from this catalog but um any closing thoughts on cure i mean it is what it
1: is it's it's a uh, when it comes on shuffle after right. not hearing it for a few months it's like oh yeah you know you can kind of just like kind of bob yeah. your head but then you kind of get lost in whatever you're doing like as the song kind of goes i mean i've been listening to it for the last um few days just to kind of prepare for the show and you know i'll try to listen to it and then i like midway through i kind of just get lost in what i'm doing and that's mm. kind of what that song is
0: I think I think that's fair to say, and um, I don't forgive me if I forgot because I realize I have quite a few people on the show. But did we actually mention what your favorite Metallica song was? Um, We might have. It's
1: uh, again, it just depends on my mood. My Mm. overall favorite song is always going to be "Hero of the Day." It's my favorite song. Um, I think it's, I think it's a beautiful song. Mm. I think it has a lot of elements packed into it that make Metallica great. Um, The lyrics, the the subject matter is kind of close to my heart, and. Mm um i was super excited when they played it a few months ago at the or last i think it was last year they played it last year at the last bridge bridge school foundation show Mm -hmm. the acoustic show so that was pretty exciting um hero of the day or if we're talking strictly like thrash metallica um wow probably damage eek or even spit out the bones spit out the bones a
0: great Mm -hmm. song
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and uh people can find you covering the oklahoma city thunder right (laughs) <laughs> yeah, if, uh, if you're interested in
1: basketball, NBA, or even the Oklahoma City Thunder, um, yeah, um, I work for a website called Thunder Digest. I'm on Twitter, I'm at BradyDoesSports, and I mainly talk about three things. I talk about sports, Star Wars, or Metallica, and right. <laughs> most of my followers just kind of go along with it, and they're just like, oh, great, here he goes on Metallica uh, Metallica tangent again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no i feel the opposite way i have to say i follow you and it's like oh no offense i'm like who are this team i don't know you know it's basketball (laughs) and then i'm like oh shit metallica you know so it's uh you get that you get that mix but yes follow at brady's does sports of course uh the twitter as well um check out the older episode check out astronomy uh that was a lot of fun as well to dig into that um odd cover wasn't it for metallica to do
1: yeah and you know the more and more i think about it 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 it, it is an odd cover but that's what metallica does they'll Mm. they'll they'll try to do things that are different just to kind of keep them honest, keep them interested in what they're doing because I would imagine after 30 years of doing, of playing Inner Sandman and playing Master of Puppets, mm-hmm. in, even in front of 70,000 people that know all the words, it, it can get a little monotonous. So, yeah. you know, playing a, a Nick Cave and the Bad Seed song <laughs> and recording it, you know, it just, it keeps you interested.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, completely. Uh, check out the song, check out the review. Uh, give us a follow as well on all the socials at Metallica Pod uh brady does sports as well on twitter uh leave us a review on itunes patreon all that stuff but um brady um anything you'd like to help promo or oh i I
1: mean just follow me on twitter if you're interested Mm -hmm. i mean if you want to talk metallica i'll talk your ear off i am (laughs) i am just as crazy a Metallica fan as you'll find and a lot of my friends and especially a lot of my ex girlfriends just uh (laughs) they can't They'll just tell you the same things, like yeah, he's just a Metallica <laughs> freak, and um, yeah, I mean even even my friend Matt, the, the guy that plays drums that I've now mentioned three times, mm. we've kind of always had this little dream where let's start a Metallica cover band and get a lot of people excited about it, and then the first song it's like hey, you guys ready for Metallica, and then just go right into two by four and only wow. play load and reload songs <laughs> oh, and piss shoot. everybody
0: off. <laughs> oh my god, that yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> That'd be cool, like like that era of Metallica cover band. They're like fuck, it. you know, because I guess uh, sort of people have grown up there. But um, Brady, as ever, this has been a, a great chat, man. Thank you for coming on. Of course, Tom, and thank you so much. And man, the the podcast is, it's it's
1: been amazing to listen to, and and the growth that it's had, and you've done a really fantastic job. And you know, thank you so much because I can't tell you, you know, I listen to a handful of podcasts about sports, obviously, or history, or whatever. But every once in a while i want to talk i want to listen to some music talk and especially metallica so i'm i'm really glad you're doing what you're doing man
0: oh of course man no thank you for listening and uh thank you to everyone for listening and thank you for coming on bro because this has been great so um you know definitely check out um you know what we've been going through here and sort of check out load check out cure check out everything else we mentioned but um brady as always this has been great man of course tom thank you again (laughs)